Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to this week's episode, baseball family. It is retirement season. We are going to talk about all kinds of frustrations and then what we've been waiting for, the playoff primer. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome to this week's episode of the Baseball Together podcast, Baseball Family. I'm one of your hosts. They call me Brig, and I on my over on the other side of me, over there. Where is he? There's the Brad Master. How are you, Brad? Prisoned. Prisoned. <laughs> Outstanding. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. Good. Uh, well, that's fantastic. Um, lot to cover. A lot more than we thought. It felt like a slow news week. It felt like a, a slow uh, like news a slow weekend week because well, I feel like yeah. we we covered like the big news on Thursday, yeah, because of the the big weekend and everything like that. So it felt like there wasn't yeah. a whole lot today, but we managed to find some stuff and some stuff happened. Right. It's that pretty we can cool. Talk about. So before not all we it, do though. that, before we do that, I wanted to let everybody know that if you uh, have listened to the show at all, you know that we love hats we love caps and our favorite caps are made by new era from spring training through the postseason bush league to the bigs new era cap is the official headwear of major league baseball we uh excuse me one of our favorite episodes every year is ranking the newest minor league copa hats and now we have the ability to bring you 15 percent off every new era cap you buy so go to neweracap.com slash baseball together or use co- or and use code baseball together at checkout. That's one word baseball together. So again, use code baseball together, no spaces at neweracap.com slash baseball together for 15% off your order. There are some exclusions apply, but jump in the comments, baseball family, and let us know which caps you'll be buying. Brad, did you check out the new fall flannel collection? The fall flannel. No, but I did see I saw one the other day. Um, it was like, it was a really unique color yeah. and there were a lot of them looked really, really, really nice. Like, Bro, the fall flannel collection, I should get an overlay up because it's that good. Why don't you, uh, jump in here? Um, no, you find a fall flannel example and I'll talk about this baseball family. We are saddened by the news that Tim Wakefield has passed away. He was 57 years old. Uh, the news came out on Thursday or Friday that he was dealing with some health problems. The news came about in a less than desirable way. Um, former teammate dropped the announcement, uh, kind of out of spoke spoke out of turn without the family's permission. So if you heard some of that news, that seems to be the case. But Sunday was the official passing of Tim Wakefield. 57 years old is far too young to have lost anybody. Um, and more details I'm sure will be forthcoming. This is very much the extent of what we know at this point. So if you're, you know, whatever it is that you do, send up a prayer for the Wakefields. 
All right. Mm -hmm. Managerial changes. This is the time of year where managers get fired or step away. More often than not, they get fired if they're not retiring. A couple of names that you need to know about. Gabe Kapler, four years with the Giants. He has now been fired. He's not stepping away. He's been fired. Um, my fiance is determined that he take up a career in modeling rather than. <laughs> Did she see that TikTok breaking baseball. down the Giants and what a manager does in baseball? And it was all directed towards <laughs> Gabe Kapler. Yeah, it was so funny. <laughs> and all That's his hilarious. different, different little like smolder looks or whatever mm -hmm. they were calling him. Absolutely yeah. hilarious. And apparently he has a he had a doppelganger on his staff. Who really? Yeah, somebody this this made it on Instagram where uh, somebody said that he would bring another version of himself so that he could outvote the pitcher on coming out of the game. <laughs> Gabe Kapler would then have two votes in the circle. Right, right, right. That's really funny. Buck Showalter, after two seasons with the New York Mets, has been let go. He's been fired. Uh, dismissed might be a better word. And by two seasons, we mean a cup of coffee. That's how it has felt with Buck at the helm. It feels Typically, very, very yeah. short-lived, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Then Terry Francona is retiring. Although I have not heard the official R word thrown around in with his name. All I know is that he seems to be, he will be leaving, uh, what, do you, what do you call it? Cleveland. Cleveland. <laughs> yeah but the story the storyline is really really cool um with terry his dad tito played for cleveland and he grew up in the cleveland dugout clubhouse with his dad mm -hmm. and then and then uh 10 year ba baseball career as a player 23 years as a manager world series titles etc amazing absolutely amazing career so yeah, if he's officially done, then it would be a really great time for him to to go out. He's done it. It all. would be, and I think he did a great job there. Like he had I teams agree. that weren't—I don't want to say they were bad, but they weren't great teams. And I think I think he helped them overachieve because of yeah. his ability as a manager. And I know there's yeah. a lot of talk about baseball managers saying they don't matter, but I think Terry Francona did a lot to take that team to the next level, to take them to a level, a step above where they were. And I, that's why they didn't make the playoffs this year. And yeah. you know why they some years they just are borderline because I don't feel like they the team that they've the teams that they've had have really been playoff teams, but he's gotten them on the doorstep or gotten them in because of his ability as a manager. I feel I like agree. I, I might agree. be giving him too much credit, but I don't know. No, I I mean he's the X factor. Very little else changed over the course of those years, other than the farm system kept pushing guys up to the bigs. Um, yeah. So there is there is other things at play. But ultimately, uh, and then let's not forget what he did in 2004 in Boston. Like, just right. no Got matter what, the hump. Yeah. no matter what, this dude will go down in history as one of the greatest managers of all time for that reason. Yeah. And you're right. He has more to it th than that. Yeah. All right, let's talk more retirees. Miguel Cabrera, Miggy, this is it. He's done. And he recorded the final out of the Tigers game on Sunday which I think is just extra Cinderella dust or moments or whatever you want to call it for the end of his career. 
which has been fabulous. They cut mm-hmm. the outfield into a 24 with a crown on it. And yeah, that, they just I thought that done. was awesome. I love when I love when the grounds crew does stuff like that because it's super yeah. unique. And I don't know. I don't honestly, I don't know how they do it. I don't either. Like it's a complete mystery to me. <laughs> it is to <laughs> because me I don't know how they can do it and then like have it be like normal next week. Yeah. You know, no, I, don't. I don't know. The other thing I read is that he will be assuming a front office role with Detroit. He is going to be, he has accepted a role as a special assistant to the president of baseball operations and uh, we'll see what happens. So very excited for him. Yeah. It's a great, it's a great lateral move to a guy with that much experience. And honestly, if it's only his influence and things like that with whatever he might do, with helping sign guys or, you know, helping be an ambassador for the game. I am curious if I was going to say, I, th- I wonder if it'll be more of an ambassador role for the yeah. to the game, or if he'll if they'll like defer to him. You know, use him as like a consultant. Like, what do you think of this right. guy, Miggy? I don't like him. Okay, then we won't bring him in. But I don't think that right. would be. I think you, I think you're right. More of an ambassador role yeah, yeah, yeah. for the for the Tigers. Yeah, that's how it feels like to me adam wainwright is also retiring he performed an acoustic set with his band uh of his own music uh after saturday's game at bush that's really exciting the team gifted him and his family a puppy did you hear the story about why they did that no go ahead because his kids have always asked they've always said they wanted a puppy and he said not until i retire and so now that he's retired as a happy retirement gift the team gave the family a puppy Okay, that's 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 the kind of storyline we need. Let's be yeah, honest. That cool. is fantastic. We love it. <laughs> Couple of question marks. We have three question marks on the retirement list that are of note at at this point. Zach Granke. Don't know what's going on there, but lots of the. Final I don't think pitch. we'll know. I I don't think we'll know for sure with him until like it happens. Until he's like, oh, I retired. By the way. Right. Oh, exactly. I, when? Well, I fired the filed the paperwork last week. I assume they'd tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure is how it's going to go with Granky. <laughs> yeah. With Granky, Zach, right. why aren't you at spring training? I'm retired. Well, oh. You do what? Is it, huh? Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so everybody's playing the likely the last game, likely the last appearance, that kind of thing is what's going thrown around with Granky. Same with Andrew McCutcheon. Same with Joey Votto. Um, we expect that these guys are done, but there's still. No I don't know. I wouldn't goal. be surprised if Andrew McCutcheon came back, or at least tried. Just like to. we talked He's, about, right? He seems like he wants to. Yeah, and yeah. I, I don't know. We'll see with him. Joey Votto. Um, <laughs> I thought it was funny. He got tossed. Yeah, on Sunday. in the first inning. Yeah, and like, and he got on. He got on Twitter X or whatever you want to call it today, and and uh, he apologized he said to the people who came to see me play today i'm sorry i got ejected I, i'm not allowed to yell at the umpire from the dugout and uh <laughs> it's just like it's it felt very joey Votto to me like my right. first thought before i saw the apology was like is he like is he trolling everybody by getting ejected yeah because yeah. <laughs> yeah. it seems like something he would do <laughs> is well, this his even... version of being abducted by aliens yeah exactly that's what i was just gonna say <laughs> the other thing I will say is even in the video, it's very like polite and gentle. And he's like, well, he's apologizing. Canadian what? Right. He's Canadian after all. So it's right. going to be oh. very polite. Speaking of Canadian, he, he <laughs> some do, somebody was interviewing him. Uh, <laughs> did you see this from the, yeah, I did, this, yeah. the video came out the other day and they asked him, 
So what? How would you you know describe the state of baseball in Canada? And he says, well, you it, first of all, it's the province of baseball. In Canada, it's <laughs> it, it's the province of baseball is what we would call it. <laughs> I was laughing. I was I couldn't. And the the dude who was doing the interview, he didn't get it. No, nope, he had no not idea. Even a little bit. <laughs> it went no. right over his head. Which is nothing against the guy doing the interview, but it was just such a Joey Votto moment to be teasing and he's like can i hold the microphone no okay never mind <laughs> i think i think the 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 dude doing the interview was a little starstruck to be honest with you like he wasn't yeah, sure yeah, what yeah. to think about everything that was going on and i i did like though that he said what's been your favorite thing to change this year he goes pace of play again yeah pace of play again pace of play yeah you know <laughs> that that was that he was emphatic about the pace yeah. of play and i think that's great coming from a guy who loves to play chess totally well, and it'll be interesting to see uh, what baseball will turn into without a guy like Joey Votto, right? If he does officially retire, and right. who who will hopefully fill that role and do a very very good job of it. You know I what though? Like I feel like we haven't really seen his personality until the last couple of years. Like I'm sure in Cincinnati they've gotten it. You know, like they've gotten yeah, to yeah, see yeah. it and everything. But I don't feel like the rest of the country has gotten to see it until like really like last year. Yeah, he did a he did an interview on on Dan Patrick on the Dan Patrick show, and even DP was like, "Why are we talking to Joey Votto?" And he came on and he killed, he crushed yeah. it. He was hilarious. He was making yeah. like perfectly timed jokes and everything. So snarky and so funny. <laughs> and afterwards, they're like, "That was really good, like yeah. <laughs> really good." And I was like, "Man, I got a whole new respect for that guy. That was fantastic." Yeah. And then That's we've seen awesome. a lot more of it since then. So I don't know if he just reached a point where he's like. I'm getting to the end. I got to figure out a way to have a second career, you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah. Anyway. Huh. Well, okay. So let's move on. Kyle Tucker had a 30, 30 season until he didn't. <laughs> and this is one of the biggest news segments in all of baseball and right now. Let, before we get into this though, Brig, like it's funny, but like, it's not funny, but at the same time though, like I have to say like you and I, like we dump on the Astros a lot and yeah, players specific but we both like kyle tucker a lot really like kyle and tucker a lot hurts it does internally but we yeah. both really like him continue kyle T and this is not a joke right this is a really re this is a really interesting situation kyle tucker had a 30 30 season 30 home runs 30 stolen bases uh, he hit an inside the park home run against the d-backs initially it was ruled a triple with an error and then it was ruled a homer and then it was ruled a triple <laughs> with a fielder's choice so okay that's a lot of back and forth initially it is a lot like of back the, and forth did you see all, did you see the play break how it went down no so he hit a it was a frozen rope over the light over the right fielder's head he thought he could go up and catch it but i right. think it had a little bit of ride on it and it, so it, it just did, it didn't come down like right. I, I think it ended up hitting the base of the wall, but it looked like it probably would have short hopped or maybe hit just in front of the, the warning track there. And so I can see why he thought he could make a play on it. So he was had to run from like playing a little bit shallow, maybe all the way back to the wall to get it. And all this while Kyle Tucker is actually jogging around the bases. Right. So he gets to third and the throw is brought in to the second baseman. The second baseman is just kind of standing there with it. So he just he takes off home. Totally. So, 
it was all in the same play. It was not a continuous like sprint around the bases by any stretch of the imagination. There was kind of a pause at third base. So I can see why the official score would kind of be like, okay, like, wait a minute. Maybe, you know, I don't know. Like, I can see why they kind of went back and forth on it. But I do yeah. feel like it was a homer because the fielder's choice maybe was fielder indifference or defensive indifference. I don't know. It was weird. Know. That's the question, though. Yeah, it that's was the question. Is like, how really do you odd. score it? How do you score it? And and I don't know that we have the answers. I do think you scored as a home run, though, because nobody you made really an do. error. I do. Nobody made an error. Right. And uh, and yeah. So like, the the throw home was not errant that he scored on. There was not errant throw to third base that he scored on. And the fact nobody that he muffed it in the outfield. The fact that he just took home, like there was no fielder's choice to be made other than just holding on to the ball. If anything, that's just a brain fart on the def- on the second yeah. baseman's part, right? Right, right. Whoever right. it was, I don't know if it was Marte or somebody else who was in because the game didn't matter for the D backs. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I would I'd have given him a home run, but I'm curious, given everything that's at stake with a t- Kyle Tucker's thirty thirty season and other things, you know with fielders and errors and gold gloves and stuff like that, which has contractual impact. Right. Do official scores have too much power. Maybe. Right. I think we've seen them in the past extend their authority a little too far. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and, and, and that happens, I would say almost every day, if they can take an error away and give the guy a hit instead or vice versa, if they can give, if they can take a hit away because they could justify giving an error to the well, other, they they have the, the power to team. keep a no hitter alive, exactly on a tough that, play. It's totally true. It's totally true. But this so. is not a small issue. It, like I said, it comes up all the time, and the mm-hmm. home field almost always gets the advantage when it comes to the score. Typically, keeper. yeah. The Mariners, I think it was uh, Logan Gilbert, lost a no hitter earlier this year on a play by by Dylan Moore that was ruled a hit. An infield yeah. hit, like ah, uh, it's really close. Like I can see why they did, but at the same time, like it hit off the heel of his glove, could be ruled an error. So there was right. a lot of debate among like Mariners fans with that. Like that should have been yeah. an error on Dylan Moore, but well, baseball it's, it's family, interesting. We need to know from you: Do Major League Baseball official scorekeepers have too much power? Yes or no? Let us know in the comments. Let's talk about Seattle. Let's go back to Seattle. Since you just brought it up, and Brad, I okay. want you to get on your 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 seafoam soapbox here, and hoist your trident, and tell us why everyone is so frustrated. Obviously, they missed the playoffs, which is terribly frustrating, and I'm sad, and I'm not even an official Mariners fan. So, <laughs> like, but I'm upset by the the goings on. They did make their bed, and they do have to sleep in it. That's undeniable. But exactly. We are not the only ones that feel that way. Why don't you take it away and tell everybody okay. what happened? Okay, first off, let's talk about some things that went on this weekend. About why the Mariners are not in the playoffs. So Saturday, Luis Castillo was the starting pitcher for the Mariners. He went two and two thirds in the elimin- in that yeah. elim- what ended up being an elimination game for the Mariners. He had five he gave up five hits, struck out four, walked five with four earned runs. Oh, now, not very a good bad. outing by any stretch That's of the imagination, especially for Luis Castillo. It was ugly. 
But I don't like to blame umpires or officials because you have to be able to rise above the inability of of an official to be consistent yeah. to play well. But this is the problem that I had, and you could see that Luis Castillo had, was that the strike zone was changing from pitch to pitch. He would right. throw a pitch, a fastball for strike one, and then he would throw a fastball for pitch two. It was called ball one in the exact same spot. Right. It happened several times. And it was it was really frustrating. Like I said, he was visibly frustrated by this specific thing. Now, this is the thing that really bugged me about this, though, is that Sunday a lot I saw a lot of big social media accounts, big Instagram accounts, clipping uh, Luis Castillo's final pitch, which was a fastball that went up and away, would have hit a right hand, it went up and away on a left-handed batter, would have hit a right-handed batter in the head. Way out of the zone, ball four. His it was his last pitch of the outing. Scott Service comes out as he's coming out of the dugout. You hear the fans booing. Sure, but the problem that I have is that these social media accounts are are framing this that the fans were booing Castillo. They were right. not. They were booing a wildly inconsistent umpire. What and the way that they clip it is there's like a second and a half where you can hear them starting to cheer Castillo as he crosses over the foul line into foul territory. Okay. Heading into the dugout. Like he, he always pumps his, he pumps his glove and then, and then raises it up, the kisses it and raises it up the air. And as he right. does that, that's when the fans cheer him every single time he comes out of the game, no matter right. what kind of outing he's had. And they did the exact same thing this time. And anybody who doesn't know how that goes, I can see why you'd be like, Oh, they're booing their ace. No booing right. the umpire cheered their ace for a really tough outing where he was not really getting any tough. breaks and yeah. just had a hard time. Like he was, he was hitting the corners like, but like he was off by maybe that much break. Right. And for those of you not can't see, that's like a centimeter. It's off the corners by like a centimeter. They could have gone either way. So that was ridiculous. That really chapped me and did not make for a, a good, I guess, final meaningful game of the season. Right. But then, after the game, Cal Raleigh called out the front office for not spending this last offseason. There you go. And Jewel and I on the Seattle Baseball Together podcast have ta- talked a lot about this going into the season, that they basically punted on the offseason. When it was the yeah. winter meetings, oh. they're like talking to anybody to make some deals. Like, oh, well, we're just whiteboarding right now. Excuse me? Baking powder? Baking powder, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's what you do at the winter meetings. You try no. to make your team better, and right. they really didn't. So Cal Raleigh called them out and said, it's time to go out this offseason and spend the money. You see the kind of guys that other teams have gone out and gotten. Corey Seager took the Rangers to the playoffs, despite the fact that the Rangers went out and they paid for Jacob deGrom. They paid via trade for Max Scherzer. Both guys out. What do you do? You've got to have somebody step up and carry the load. And Corey Seager certainly did to the point that he very well could take the MVP from Shohei Otani because he was healthy to the end of the season and got his team in the playoffs when it looked like they were completely melting down. You've got to go out and buy somebody like that. And I will say, Cal Raleigh apologized to his teammates. He said, I don't want it to sound like I'm basically I'm, I'm downing the guys in the clubhouse because he loves his teammates. You, you see that every single game. He loves everybody on that team. But I think he was voicing the frustration of the clubhouse that you've got to go get an impact bat for that lineup. You cannot expect – this is the issue I've had. You cannot platoon a third of your lineup every single day and expect to make the playoffs, much less when you're division. No way. That is not what playoff teams do. They have way more consistency than that. Yeah, yeah. go ahead and platoon – one, maybe two spots 
like in the case yeah. of the Mariners, you could platoon second base, you could platoon left field, but you don't platoon sure. DH. You do not platoon that spot, and they have no. Right. And so that was that was the biggest issue I had, and that's why when it comes down to it, I don't feel like the Mariners melted down in September. They outplayed who they were in July and August. Because that's a good the front point. office, the front office admitted at the trade deadline, we did not do a good job putting this team together. We should have done better. And the fact that they owned that, I feel comfortable saying, yeah, absolutely, you did not do a good job. I love the guys on the team, right? Mostly. Yeah. There are a couple guys right. who I'd see him in the roster in the lineup day to day and be like, why? Why is Mike Ford playing when Dominic Canzone has just as much power and hits for better average? That's right. Strikes out way less. That's right. It's absurd. Anyway, I'll step down off my teal soapbox and we can there move you on go. to Charlie, Back- Charlie Blackman. Charlie Blackman, for those of you that don't know, we officially and affectionately refer to him as Chuck Nasty. Chuck Nasty just signed an extension, which I feel like is totally worth it. It's I was a, a little surprised, year. to be honest with you. Yeah, but I mean, he's had such a quiet uh age 37 season this was his age 37 season yeah uh, and it's been quiet after his uh heyday a few years ago right everybody he was the spotlight oh, yeah. guy he was uh, especially with what he wore to the red carpet <laughs> yeah what was that uh, all-star game <laughs> man it was uh, cut 2019 off. Yeah. yeah 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 it was amazing if you haven't seen it go look for it uh, but it's a one-year 13 million dollar deal it's an extension um this is probably going to be it i would think so i i think if he wanted to play two more years he'd assigned a deal for two more years yeah you know i because i don't don't see him him going i don't see him going anywhere else after this no no he'll retire a rocky and he'll be done and we'll be having the same conversation about him as we're having about Mm -hmm. joey botto and we'll ask the question about him in the rockies hall of fame when we get to it we will uh, 365 <laughs> days away from that teaser. Okay, yeah, there you go. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about some changes to being made to the minor league baseball logo. Here's the new one. Okay, just in case you were wondering, this is also the color scheme. You will notice that it is very different from the previous one, where the batter was shown at an angle from the ground up. Sort of a 45-degree angle. I should have brought the other one over here, but I didn't. Probably because they're phasing it all the way out. But 45-degree angle from the ground up. Looks like he's swinging for the fences to pull a ball. And that is sort of what it looks like. He is flanked on either side by two stars. Four total. This now is the Major League Baseball logo essentially it's minor just, league. oh yeah yeah you're right sorry Go ahead. it's essentially right. the major league baseball logo they have cropped it to weight it further on the left the ball is no longer in view to the left of the batter facing and now because of the off center weight to the opposite end now we have room for the four stars here's the here's the side by side there's the major league baseball logo up against the new minor league baseball logo. You can see it's almost exactly the same, just the weight is shifted to the left to accommodate the stars. Here's the explanation uh, major and minor league baseball gave. So they've included 
this is all quoted. Inclusion of the MLB batter icon signifies lasting connection between MLB and MILB. Continued use of a four-star motif represents levels of player progression and their ambition to become future stars, right? All four layers of the progression through the minor league system. I like that a lot. The duotone color in blue is rooted in baseball's heritage. Um, and then the lighter hue represents the bright futures of a player on their journey. Darker blue helps the stars shine by increasing their contrast. Oh, okay. <laughs> Here's what the old one looked like. Thanks, Brad. Yeah. See, you got 45 degree angle. It looks like he's trying to pull a ball over the left field uh, bleachers into the left field bleachers. Four stars. It's red and blue. Now it's blue and blue. Four stars, same batter icon. That's it. Baseball family, what do you think? What do you think, Brig? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I have a I have a many layered opinion. So part one, is this going to affect my life? No, right? Like, right. Not yeah. at all. So who cares? Part two is, was there something wrong with the old logo? Absolutely not. I really liked the old one. Right. A lot. It is this is this a step down? Maybe. Yes. Is it enough of a step down to be super upset about it? No. No. You're right. Uh if they had kept the red and blue, it would have improved the new logo, I think. Uh the whole I, I think it would have, but I think yeah. the reason, one of the reasons they didn't was I don't think they wanted it to be quite so close. Exactly. To the Major League Baseball logo, I think was, is the real reason behind that. Yep. I agree. But if that's the mentality, then why are we getting as close as possible without getting as close as possible? Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> why can't we just because keep... on the back of a, on the back of a hat, it's going to be team colors anyway. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. I don't get it. I, uh, I mean, okay. This to me, okay. I'm gonna segue here. Okay, it's I'm gonna tie this all together. In the military, it's very common for decisions to be made that alter the landscape of the culture, or of the rules, or of certain policies, or procedural changes, whatever. Right. And nine times out of ten, the socially determined opinion right the socially accepted opinion as to why is so somebody can get a bullet point on their evaluation report at the top right so somebody can say look at i left my mark on the unit or on the army itself or on the whatever that's why uniform changes get a lot of times uniform changes get chalked up to this uh new fitness protocols get chalked up to this because somebody worked their way high enough to a decision-making position and then said, see, I did that. And instead of it being a less tangible thing they can point to yeah, or something, they, they can say, look at it, right? That's yeah. how this feels to me. This feels like a completely unnecessary change that affects nobody at all and allows somebody somewhere to flex their one muscle and prove that they have uh, some authority or left their mark in some way, and the rest of it is just dumb. 
<laughs> I think you're spot on with that. That's yeah, because I, I remember when I was looking for jobs before I got the one that I had, like a lot of companies were like, show us some statistics for some of the hell. I'm not going to do right. that. Right. Because it's subjective. So no, but right. yeah, I could, I could see why that would fit into somebody's resume. I think you're right. So I, I think that's what this is. I left my mark on major yeah. league baseball before yeah, I, I left. Right. I was whatever. Yeah, this is what I did. Yeah. Stupidness. All right, let's move on. The uh, National Football League. Oh, yeah, I just said that. The National Football <laughs> League had their Pixar Fun Day broadcast, and the reason it's relevant will become clear very soon. But before we talk about that, I have to tell you what this was. Brad, will you pull it up? Yeah, it first animated... off, it was super cool, by the way. Right. Like, above all else. Yeah. So this is what it was. They put uh, they, it was an animated version of the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Atlanta Falcons game in London. And it was broadcast from Andy's room from Pixar and the Toy Story series from Andy's room. So it was super fun, super cool to see the side-by-side footage of the game and to see how well the motion capture worked and to have it in an animated way that's accessible to a new generation of fans. That I, do, do, do you need to... You that's hit the, that harder. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. So I actually sat down. I made it a point to watch this this morning. In fact, my son right. um, was watching the Mario movie this morning, and I was like, "Hey, the Pixar game's on." He's like, "Oh." He turned the movie off and went over to Disney Plus to watch the game because he's like, "Because we've been talking about." It. He's like, "That's really cool," and it was really, really cool. cool. It was awesome. Yeah. And so I was sitting there watching this. I was like, "Man, could like MLB do this with?" MLB the show animation or again with Pixar animation, but the, and I was like, it'd be easy to do with the players because if you can do it with football players, you can do it with baseball players. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. But my only question was the ball, right? Because you have like a limited number of footballs that you use, but you use it. What feels like an infinite number of baseballs in a game. Yeah. Right. Um, because you could tell that it was obviously that they had some kind of motion capture device on the football because of the yeah. way that it was operating, the way that it was working. And it was one thing I loved was that they used the claw, the claw to yeah. drop the ball in between plays. That's <laughs> and the sky referees. <laughs> yeah, and the sky cam was the aliens on the claw with <laughs> holding a camera. <laughs> it, was, it was super cool. It was a ton of fun. But on, I would yeah. love to see baseball do this, figure out a way to do it, because my son, who does not like to sit and watch sports, sat and watched like an entire quarter. He doesn't like does, it's not that he doesn't like sports. He loves sports. He loves to play them, but he just doesn't have the attention span to sit and watch an entire game. So he doesn't, not, right? especially not in the living room. Right. Right. At the game. It's different. But yeah, the, the game room, it's different. But on TV, it doesn't have harder. it. But he had it. Yeah today to sit and watch an entire quarter of pixar football as a nine-year-old it's incredible so what a stroke of brilliance absolutely between this and the nickelodeon broadcast what was it last year like last year yeah major league baseball needs to keep up man wait we are figure out how to get ahead of it because these are it was super cool like i said to see how it worked and how well it worked Mm -hmm. blew my mind absolutely blew my mind it's really cool. And the point is, you're right. Major League Baseball has got to pull their head out and figure something else up because this this is a, this is all no-brainer stuff. Right. Okay, 
couple things last before we take our break. First, we have got to take just one minute and talk about Javi Baez and Tim Anderson. Both of them, of all the qualifying hitters in the league this year, of which there were 134, Brad, there were 134 qualifying hitters. And we or and they their OPSs got ranked. Okay. Tim Anderson's OPS was 582. Javi Baez OPS this season, 592 of the 134 qualifying players. Tim Anderson came in at 133. Javi Baez came in at 134. Brad. I know OPS isn't the end-all, be-all statistic. I got it. But it's a pretty significant stat. But it is not one you can ignore. <laughs> you right. just can't ignore it. Well, and it's funny because, like, both guys were being pushed as – I mean, Bias has been pushed as, like, a next – like, a star for a long time. Yes, he had yeah. a couple of really good years he did. with the Cubs. And Tim Anderson will always have the moment of hitting the walk-off into the corn. Yeah. For the Field of Dreams game. Absolutely. But it feels like like that's it for these dudes. You know, like Tim Anderson did pretty well with in the World Baseball Classic. Yeah. But then he came into this season just laid an egg. And yeah. I wonder how much of it was just like toxic culture in the clubhouse, just didn't want to be there. He was on and off the IL a lot this year with injuries. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I would love to see Tim Anderson get back to his his like prime right but he yeah. even said he's like i'm unfortunately getting to be one of one of the older players so i know what happens to shortstops they get moved to second base if that's what happens that's what happens i'll do it he's like i'd prefer yeah. to play short but if i gotta move i'll move because i want to keep playing the game yeah which he is he'll do whatever from a guy who specifically said baseball is a boring sport yeah, <laughs> yeah. right <laughs> now that's for a different moment Brad, <laughs> give us the championship fantasy updates, and then we'll okay. take a break. Our championship matchup came down to Denise, Grace Under Fire, and Jewel, Big League Chupacabra. Denise won 15-40 to 13-17, sorry, 15-14 to 13-17 by an almost whopping 200 points. Her top performer and probably the MVP of the league was Freddie Freeman with 167 points, and yeah. Jewel's was Ryan O'Hearn of the Orioles with 110 points. Congrats to Denise back to back baseball together podcast fantasy baseball league champions champion Bam. single singular because she's the only one who's ever been a champion Twice. of the league right yes <laughs> absolutely so there we go it's that wraps up fantasy baseball but before we go to break let's tell you about let me tell you about versus game baseball yeah. family we're always asking what you think about topics we bring up on the show. Now you have a quick and easy way to share your thoughts with us. We partnered with Versus Game to bring you games where you can make actual real money from participating in polls and trivia. That's right. If you're on the winning side of a poll or get a trivia question right, you can win. You can win and earn Warn. real like money. Warn. <laughs> yeah, Warn. That's that's what it's gonna be from now. They're gonna they're gonna warn it, Rick. You can play for free, or you can buy ticket bundles to win more prizes and money faster uh, and you can play against other listeners and versus game users so head to btpod.onversus.com on your mobile browser to sign up and play our polls and trivia games again that is btpod.onversus.com to sign up and play versus game with us and we will take a quick break when we get back we're going to hit you with the playoff primer 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, baseball family. Before we get into our playoff primer, we have to tell you about our newest. We have another new partner, if you can believe it. Because baseball family, sports betting is rapidly has rapidly risen in popularity. We want to connect you with an opportunity to get started or get ahead, like we have. Having multiple sports book accounts is the simplest way to maximize, maximize your profits, and there has never been a better time to sign up than now. When you visit our page, signupexpert.com slash baseball. That's right. We are baseball. You'll be connected to all the sports books in your region, along with a review of each platform and its unique benefits. All these sports books have valuable signup offers for new users. This includes promos and things like that. And when you register through, through the baseball together link, you will automatically receive the top offer at each one. When you use multiple sports books, you ensure that you can always access the best available odds, which is key to successful sports betting i can tell you a thing or two about that if you want to take advantage of these benefits and support the show sign up for your next sports book at signupexpert.com baseball as always there's a link in the episode description below now baseball family if you're ready for this i know i am I'm so ready for the playoffs uh, i've gone through and done my morning brig i you're through I think your morning I, period already I think I subconsciously wore black today. Like, didn't even think about it. The Seahawks played on Monday Night Football, and I reached into my closet, and I grabbed my black T-shirt instead of my Bobby Wagner jersey. Just like, and by the time I realized that that's what I was wearing, instead I was like, okay, I'm at peace with this. We Aww. can move on to the playoffs now. So Well, good. I'm glad. So there you go. But before we can get, the, get to the playoff primer, though, Brig, we have to play the obligatory playoff primer sounder playoff primer (laughs) i told you i was going to keep it and play it every single year and we will play it until the end of time (laughs) oh man that is like five years old (laughs) <laughs> something like that um so what we're gonna do for those of you who are new to the playoff primer on the baseball together podcast we're gonna go through the wild card games first we're gonna talk about the matches kind of or matchups kind of do uh like a tail of the tape see who has the upper hand um, and then we'll go on through we'll talk about the teams that have the buys and then we will share our meaningless meaningless predictions for the playoffs so brig 
Let's start yeah. with the first game on Tuesday, the Rangers at the Rays. This game starts at 3.08 p.m. Eastern time. Here they are. Yeah. So I'll run down the Rangers if you want to run down the Rays. How's that Love. sound? That's, okay. So the Rangers are 90 and 72. Uh, that is their that is their regular season record. They scored 881 runs, hit 233 home runs, stole 79 bases, have a team batting average of 263, a team OPS of 790, drew 599 walks, struck out 1416 times collectively. Then their pitching staff has a team ERA of 4.28, and they are plus 165 in their run differential. This is a team that looked like it was going to run away with the division, be far and away the absolute best offense in the league, and not to say they're not one of the top five, right? I think they finished top three. Totally. Uh, finished the season, so still you a great offense. Sleep on them, yeah. Right, yeah, for sure. Like it is, It is a formidable offense, but they have certainly cooled down from what they were earlier in the season. Um, so I think that they've kind of got their work cut out for them going up against the Rays. When if this matchup had happened in June, I think it would have been a blowout. Yeah. Well, especially given what the Rays did in June. But right. Let's talk about what the Rays did collectively. They regular season, they recorded 99 wins, 63 losses. Collectively, 860 total runs, 230 team home runs. As a unit, they stole 160 bags. That's awesome. The collective batting average, 260. OPS, 776. They worked 514 walks, struck out 1,420 times. Their pitching staffs have a combined ERA of 3.86, and the run differential is plus 195. The Rays are an interesting team to me. So those 160 stolen bases, to me, come a lot off of their ability to kind of wreak. And it's not like, not so much like straight stolen base, but the wreak havoc stolen base, you know? Leaving early, causing the pitcher to, like, throwing off the pitcher's rhythm, things like that. And, like, and Kevin Cash is such a good manager. He sees things where, like, hey, the, the pitcher checks you once and then goes home three That's seconds right. later. And it's easy to yeah. track that now with the pitch clock because you can say, okay, he checked one, right. two. Three. Oh, you can go on second two because he's not going to come over. Well, you and know. not only that, but the number of disengagements that a pitcher has allowed has impacted the gamesmanship on the base paths. Absolutely. So given the situation, whatever it may be, you might literally just you know, not need to worry about him coming after you at all. And that is yeah. a factor. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure it accounts for a sh- like a tremendous amount of stolen bases this year, but it is. It is I think it's more than negligible. Mm-hmm. I do think that pitchers keep it in the back of their mind, though, because it's like they're like, I don't want to have a second disengagement because then I'm kind of locked, you know. Hmm. So yeah, it is, it is really interesting, but I think we'll talk more about that when we wrap up the season in a couple weeks. Yeah, we will. Okay, uh, that is the Rangers and the Rays. Your second wild card series is the Blue Jays at the Twins. This game will be at four thirty eight p.m. Eastern time. And as a reminder, these games are played three in a row. Um, 
the Rays, yeah, no Twins, picks. Brewers, and Phillies all have home field, so all three games, if necessary, will be played at their home parks. They will not travel to the other team's park. They want to get these knocked out, yet yeah. give these teams a fair shake by not having them won and done after having earned a playoff spot. Correct. So, all right, Brig, why don't you tell us about the Twins, and I'll, uh, I'll tell them about the uh, Blue Jays. All right, so tail of the tape on the Twins. They went 87-75 and 75 in the regular season, scored 778 runs, 233 homers, 86 swiped bags, 243 collective batting average, a 753 OPS, 594 walks they were able to work, 1,654 strikeouts. The, bat, or the uh, pitching staffs collectively 3.87 and a plus 119 run differential in Minnesota. Those home runs were startling to me. That's third in the big leagues. Yeah. It's behind, a lot more than you would think. Yeah, behind obviously the Braves and then 16 behind the Dodgers. Yeah. And honestly, yeah, never mind. We'll talk about that. But yes, I agree with you. <laughs> it's a start. Getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> we are. <laughs> okay. On to the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays, 89 wins, 73 losses, scored a total of 746 runs, hit 188 home runs. I would have expected that number to be higher. See, um, that's what I was going to say. Stole 99 bases, 256 team batting average. I think Alejandro Kirk bumps that up quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, 746 OPS, 550 walks, 1303 for strikeouts. Team ERA of 378 and a, and a run differential plus 75. Um, it, it's it's really crazy seeing these teams side by side like this. And I know Isn't it's it? all about how they're going to match up head to head. Yeah, but it is. But like right here, it's like, wow, that's, that's kind of a no brainer. <laughs> it feels like a no brainer. But the problem is that Toronto has that X factor that works in their favor. And uh, Minnesota has the X factor that would like when it's not there, they're terrible. Um, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they both have that, I guess. That's, I don't know. I speaking out of both sides of my hat there, but basically what I was saying the same thing, <laughs> but <laughs> that problem. that's like heads. I win tails. You lose. The yeah, thing about yeah, exactly. the Blue Jays that gets me is the fact that like you legitimately don't know who you're going to get from day to day with them. Like the mm. twins, you kind of, you kind of have it figured out. Like they're pretty even for most of the year, but yeah. I feel like the Blue Jays, though, it's like one week they were world beaters and the next year they're getting beat down by everybody, you know. So it's it's really interesting to see which team it'll be really interesting to see which team shows up. Um, I'm curious if the same team that lost in the wild card round last year will show up. Right. Because that didn't go well. For yeah, them, for me. Very well. (laughs) For you. You're very happy. All right, our third game, we have the Diamondbacks at the Brewers. This game is at 7.08 p.m. Eastern Time on Tuesday. Um, I'll start with the Brewers, Brig. Do it. That that yellow is tough. Is that 92? And That's 92 and 70. They had a 92 and 70 record. 728 runs, 165 home runs, 129 stolen bases, 240 team batting average, 705 OPS, 591 walks, 1,412 strikeouts as a team, 3.71 collective ERA, and a run differential of 81. Um, they're they're one of those really interesting teams. That, that was a really quiet 92. That's what I 
I feel exactly the same way. And they are quietly steady. That though that is no longer a surprise. That's in their mo for the last four or five years. Mm-hmm. What is surprising to me is that I still retain very little confidence in their abilities to go deep, despite what we see as a very steady, consistent winning culture, very steady, consistent winning record, a very steady, consistent everything. Uh, and, and we'll get into it later with predictions, but I think that is going to translate into a very steady, consistent opportunity to lose early in the playoffs. <laughs> it has been so That's far, right? Yeah. I yeah, think we're going to get more of the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe that's what gets Craig Council out the door. I don't know. Yeah. Craig Council is going to end up in New York. Don't worry. He's taking Buck Show Walter's job. Buck's already gone. Your dominoes right. are falling into place, Brig. They are. All right. Uh, let's go through the tail of the tape for the year. Arizona Diamondbacks because they are super fascinating. So <laughs> their regular season record 84 and 78. Home and away splits were also interesting to look at. You should go look at those. Runs, 746. Home runs, 166. Stolen bases, 166. That's not a typo. I double-checked. They, <laughs> they, they hit 166 bombs, and they swiped 166 bags. It was fabulous. Team batting average, 250. OPS, 730. They, uh, they worked 540 walks. They struck out 1,247 times. Team's ERA is 447. This is the most interesting part. Their run differential is minus 15, and they continue to win. It's fascinating and fun. It's just it plain is. fun. Okay. So I've got some interesting things here to add to this, break because you, you mentioned their home and away split, so I had to look. Yeah. I had to see. So 43 and 38 on at home, 41 and 40 on the road. Right. That's insane. That's so close. They're just, they're just consistent. We talk about consistency Mm -hmm. and they're consistent. They just are. And it's interesting because they're also electric often. They have the, the, they have the the X factor in Corbin, Corbin Carroll. The brewers are consistent and boring. They're consistent and steady, and and it's not working very well. But the D backs are consistent. We do need to we do need to address the fact they don't have Corbin Burns the rest That's of the way, true. at least for you're, the first round. Possibly you're right. The rest at of the least for the wild card, Corbin Burns is out. Yeah, but so I have an I found another interesting nugget looking at this with the D backs. Okay. okay, one run games. Did you see this? Mm-hmm. Their record twenty one and twenty one. 161 runs scored, 161 runs allowed, and one run games. You see what? what I'm saying? What? It makes no sense. Coin flip with the Diamondbacks. We did not have room to put all that information on the graphic, but yeah, that is exactly it. And 18 and 20 in blowouts, which baseball reference classifies as five runs or more. You don't know what this team's going to do. No, but you know that's not true. You don't know what who's going to come out on top of the scorecards, but you do know it's going to be fun experiencing it. It is going to be a fun experience, yeah. <laughs> bizarre, uh, wild, it's absolutely bizarre. I love it. Everything about that's it. Baseball is weird. Wild card. That's baseball, Susan. Right. That's right. Yeah. All right. Our last wild card series we have the Marlins at the Phillies. Game one is at eight oh eight p.m. Eastern time on Tuesday. Uh, first off, I'm curious why this is the last game. 
yeah. two East Coast teams playing in this series. Why on earth are they playing at 8 p.m. Eastern time? For yeah, me, it's no big deal. That game will be over by the time kids go to bed. But East Coast makes no sense. Put them at three. Or it's, even at like a six or a seven. Yes. Yeah, swap them and the Brewers. Yeah. I don't know. It makes no sense, but whatever. I don't know. Anyway. All right. All right. Here's Start us Miami. Off with Marlins. Yeah, here's Miami. 84 and 77 in the regular season. They scored 668 runs, 166 again, not a typo. 166 home runs. 86 <laughs> stolen bases. Batting average across the team is 259. Team's OPS is 722. They were able to work 430 uh, walks this season. They struck out 1,288 times. Team's ERA is at 422, and run differential is negative 56, uh, especially when Luis Arise takes a day off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the batting average sure drops when he takes a day off, too. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. So the Phillies are 90 and 72, scored 796 total runs, hit 220 home runs. I think Kyle Schwarber hit a quarter of those. Yeah. Um, yeah. Stolen bases, 141, 256 batting batting average, 756 OPS, 539 walks, struck out 1,481 times. I think a quarter of those were Kyle Schwarber as well. And you got it right. <laughs> a team ERA of 4.02, run differential of plus 81. Now, that ERA, I know it's only 0.2 points, right? Right, right. But to me, it's going to be a really big deal in this series. It is going to be a huge deal. Especially, and I know Sandy hasn't been at his best all season long. Well, he's not going to be pitching. That's what I mean. Even with his absence, his presence at his lesser self is still better than no Sandy Alcantara. I think. I I think you're right, too. Yeah, I don't know. There There is some level of intimidation when yeah. that dude's on the mound that you don't get from other guys. But they have a couple of really good young pitchers on they that do. staff. Yeah. So that could help. And they're stepping up, right? It's the way mm-hmm. it should be. Yep. All right. So those are your wild card series. We're going to get into the buy round uh, teams next. So let's start first with the Astros, who snuck in and won the AL West. Wow. You're welcome, by the way, on behalf of the Seattle Mariners, Houston, because – I I can't remember if I said it here or not, but I was like, and I can't remember if I texted you, but I was kind of like, you know, as much as I would love the Mariners to go out on a winning note, it's almost like just roll over and do a solid for the Rangers and let them win the division so Houston doesn't win it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we don't have to hear Alex Bregman say whatever he said. But anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So these are your... (laughs) What's that? I said you talk about them some more. <laughs> I'm gonna. So your Houston Astros finished the season 90 and 72 with 827 runs scored, 222 home runs, 107 stolen bases, a 259 team batting average, 768 OPS, 550 walks, 1,241 strikeouts, a team ERA of 3.94, and a run differential of plus 129. Um, Framber Valdez did a lot to help that team ERA, and having Justin Verlander come in also helped that team ERA a lot in the last yeah. couple months. No doubt. All right, Brig, let's move on over to the Dodgers. 
Why don't you tell us about the Dodgers? The Dodgers of Los Angeles. Okay. Sometimes it's fun just to say that twice. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Now, now we got the church giggles. All right. They won a hundred games for the 700th year in a row. They only lost 62. Um, they scored 906 total runs, 249 home runs as a team. They stole 105 bags. Collective batting averages at 257. OPS as a team, 795. They worked 644 walks, struck out 1,359 times. The team's ERA is 406, and the run differential is plus 207. Their fun differential is negative 735. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. 207 is a big number. Like It's huge. A really big number. And, the th- and you're right with that fun differential. It's so weird because they feel so um, so business-like going out yeah. there that you'd think that they would be a lot of fun guys like Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, Kika Hernandez is a fun guy, right? Yeah. yeah. But they're not. It, it doesn't it doesn't transfer it doesn't translate mm-hmm. over to the fans i don't feel like no at least the casual fan and i, I want to even say casual sure. fan, non dot the non-dodger the, fan i'm sure dodgers dodger fans love these guys but to, uh, like yeah yeah, yeah. but if you don't watch if you're not dodger in game, la yeah <laughs> maybe yeah. it doesn't come across i don't know yeah it's odd it's very strange i think you were spot on with that negative fun differential Makes perfect sense. Makes pennies well, break, if you will. Thank you. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna move on about the Baltimore Orioles. The Orioles, the Baltimore Orioles. I used to think that's what they were a long uh-huh. time ago. For, we like all last did. Week. Okay, let's let's be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the Orioles finished the season 101 wins, 61 losses, 807 runs scored, 183 home runs, 114 stolen bases. That seems low. I'll be honest with you. Fact. 255 team batting average, 742 team OPS, 512 walks drawn, 1,370 strikeouts, 3.89 team ERA. That's how you win championships, Brig, right there. And a plus 129 run differential. That team ERA is smoking. It is smoking. And it's going to be debilitating for for everybody else it is going to be really frustrating and it's the adley rutschman factor that's one of the things is if he's if i'm assuming he's calling games and if he if that's the case everything he's done for this pitching staff to bring them up to the next level but brig they will Mm. not have felix batista i know they're close i know but i i am not as worried about it as everyone else seems to be I'm worried, or I'm concerned. I wished it were different, but I still don't think it will be the thing that, you know, it won't be the nail in their coffin. Hmm. Do you? I think think you could be right with that because I think that their bullpen could be uh, deep enough that it won't be a problem. That's what I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll see. You're right on that. We'll see, and you'll find out in a minute when we tell you what our brackets look like. So, <laughs> yeah, Brad, 
Kick us over to the the Braves, and I'll I'll tell us the tale of the tape with the Bravesies. Your Atlanta Braves, they won a hundred thousand games, and they only lost five. Um, no, that's how it feels, though. It's like an inevitability. They feel like an inevitability. And whether they whether they are or aren't, that's how it feels. You just have to acknowledge that that's how it feels. Okay, they won 104 games. They lost 58. They uh, produced 947 runs, 307 307 home runs, 132 stolen bases. All uh, what else? What did you say? A third of those? Half of the more than half it's of those were Acuna's. Yeah, more. Yeah, he had 73 right. bags. Who cares about math, Brad? But thanks. <laughs> So <laughs> you're, you're, the team batting average is at 276, uh, OPS 845. They worked 538 walks. Can we just pause at that 845? Okay, thanks. They worked 538 walks, 1,289 strikeouts at, at the plate. Their team's ERA sits at 414, and they have a run differential of plus 231 which might as well be 2031 and that's what i was gonna say you can get away with the 414 era which is still pretty good for a team era it's not bad at all 231 here's the other thing these team this team's fund differential is also plus 2031 i agree with you on that and that is super clear Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) it's it it is crazy because Matt Olson finished with like what fifty three home runs. Yeah, that is it's still 52 more or fifty three something like that. Yeah, that's still more than the next team in line. Oh yeah, which was if you give me a second, I'll have it. Okay, uh, that was the Dodgers with two forty nine. Right, still more than what they had. It's insane. That is staggering. That is so many home runs that this team. Top to bottom, I think one through five all had 30-plus home runs. At least yeah. one through four. One through four for sure. Yeah. I don't know Dude, who is teaching hitting in Atlanta. I don't know either. But it's electric, though. Yeah. Dude, the, I've said this before, but the combination of Acuna-Albies is just unbelievable. Yeah. Was it last week we said we, I called it Stockton to Malone? Like, yeah. It's, just, it's like it's never it's never off. Right. You know what's coming. You still can't stop it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right, Brad. Um, before we get out of here, let's do our meaningless predictions because we have to. Okay. I'm going to pull up the, the bracket so everybody knows what it looks like. The 2023 postseason on your American League side, which is the left-hand side of the screen, we've got the uh, Jays at the Twins and then the Rangers at the Rays, and then the winners of those will advance. And Brad, do you want to tell them your meaningless predictions or do you want me to tell them mine first? Um, I'll go with mine. So between okay. the twins, do we want to go by, just based on the rounds that we've highlighted so far? Like you talked about that wild card round. Do we just want to stop there for now? No, let's do it all. Let's do it okay. all now. All right, I'll pull mine up then. Okay, pull up your okay. There you go. So in that first round, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see that uh, between the Rays or sorry, the, the Blue Jays and the Twins, I have the Twins winning that one and advancing. And then your other wild card series uh, between the Rays and the Rangers, I have the Rays winning that one and advancing and playing the Orioles. Um, 
we'll stay on the American League side. So mm-hmm. uh, the Twins will advance to play the Astros. The Astros I have winning that one. Um, I don't love it, but they're playing. I don't know. It's weird because to say they're playing well right now is based solely off of their last two series. That they mm-hmm. won five of their last six games, but then they also got swept by the Royals right before that. Yeah. And lost five of six against the Orioles in September. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I think there is something to be said for that many guys on that team having that much playoff experience and being the defending world champs. There you go. I agree. Okay. So there's that. Uh, and then on the other side of the American League, I have got the Orioles beating the Rays. Um, I think that the Rays having to go deeper into their rotation against the Rangers, because I feel like that's going to be a three-game series. Rays mm-hmm. are going to be coming into the Orioles series with the back end of their rotation. The Orioles will be able to get out and jump out to a to an early series lead, and that's going to be all she wrote as far as that goes. Yeah. Um, so then I've got the Orioles and the Astros playing in the American League Championship Series. And just because they're the better team, better team, top to bottom. I don't. I shouldn't say top to bottom, but because they played like the better team this year, I'm going to go with the Orioles going to the World Series and beating the Astros in the American League Championship Series. Nice. Let's go through your American League real quick, Brig. Let's go through my American League. So in your wild card round, I actually have Toronto beating Minnesota. And then they go on to play Houston. Houston beats Toronto to advance to the ALCS. On your other end of the American League card, I've got Texas beating Tampa Bay in the wild card. And then advancing to get walloped by the Orioles in the ALDS. That puts (laughs) me... the. Houston Astros are going to play the Baltimore Orioles in the ALCS and Baltimore is going to win the ALCS and advance to, excuse me, Brad, you didn't say it right. Oh, you're the right. World Series. <laughs> I didn't say it right. I apologize. Okay. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Over to the National League. The first wildcard series, the D-backs and the Brewers. I'm going to go with the D-backs uh, on that one. Part of that is missing Corbin Burns. Part of that is the fact that, to me, the D-backs are a little bit more unpredictable than the Brewers. Mm-hmm. As far as, like, if you get them on the base pass, you don't know what Corbin Carroll is going to do, right? Like, he's going to be the X factor in that series, I feel like. And if he can have a good series, the Diamondbacks are going to advance. Um, yeah. So I've got the Diamondbacks advancing over the Brewers. The Phillies and the Marlins... The Marlins did some work to shore up that pitching staff at mm-hmm. the trade deadline, right? But like you said, no Sandy. Um, the bullpen has been a weakness for a lot of the year, and they have they are somewhat depleted with some injuries uh, late in the season. I don't think they can overcome the bats of the Phillies. It'll be a slugfest. I think these games are going to be high scoring, but I think when it comes down to it in the end. Uh, the Phillies pitching will hold off the last ditch efforts of the Marlins and they'll win. They'll win out that series. Hmm. Um, so then with the D backs advancing, I've got them going up against the Dodgers. Uh, Dodgers are just going to be the better team there. Just top to bottom. Um, they're going to, they're just going to beat the Diamondbacks. And then the Phillies and the Braves, the Braves are not going to be having any of what happened last year. No, zero of it. Yeah, the Phillies right. will not beat the Braves again. 
In fact, the Phillies might just get pounded into the ground by the Braves this year. So mm-hmm. Braves advance to the NLD, NLCS against the Dodgers. And um, we saw what happened when the Braves and Dodgers played this year. And yeah. I know it was the regular season and the postseason is a different animal, but I feel like the Braves really are just that much better. The Dodgers are somewhat depleted in pitching, and I think it's going to catch up to them eventually. And who knows? It might catch up to them in the division series, right, against the D-backs? Yeah, it, it could, might. yeah. But I, I don't think they get out of the championship series, and I got the Braves going back to the World Series against the Orioles, and I will save my pick for after Brig does his National League side. <laughs> On the National League side, I'll start at the top. The Diamondbacks, they're going to beat the Brew Crew for all the reasons Brad already said, and we illustrated <laughs> us everything earlier. Then they're going to go on to play L.A., and L.A., LA. as Brad said, is just a better team. They also have better tacos, and they're going to kick the crap. I don't know about of... the taco bit there, Brie. <laughs> have you both. ever? Okay. <laughs> you have had both. <laughs> I'm just trying to be inflammatory. Um, <laughs> it's working. Good. So <laughs> the LA Dodgers are going to beat the Diamondbacks. It's going to be a clean victory. It won't be anything flashy. They will just steadily move through that series, and the Diamondbacks will will have to go home. Um, and then that puts Los Angeles advancing to the, the NLCS. On the other side of the card... I've got Miami also being cleanly swept off the board by Philly. I don't think it's going to be a tremendous battle. They might be high scoring, but it's not going to be a fight. Um, and I think Philly will just is pretty much going to take it pretty clean. Maybe even in maybe yeah, they might not even need to go the third game. Then the Phillies advance to play the Braves, and just you nailed it, man. This is going to be. <laughs> Like we might have to call the UFC and get Dana White over here to to officiate and you know make sure it's all clean <laughs> because this is not he's already be, dead. Yes, it's not going to be pretty, um, but it will be fun if if you're a Braves fan. It will be fun. It won't <laughs> if you're a Braves. It won't fan, be yes. fun if you're a Phillies fan. So I'm sorry, but this is just how I feel. Uh, and then the Braves advance to play the Dodgers in the NLCS. The Dodgers lose, and I'm going to say summarily. They're going to lose pretty cleanly. And then the Braves advance to play the Baltimore Orioles in the World Series. I missed it again. Dang it. Yeah, you did. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's go back. If you're watching on, on YouTube, you already saw but I'm going to go through real quick and tell you who I have winning the World Series. Thank you. That's wonderful. Well, this year I have the Baltimore Orioles. I texted Brig my pick so he could put together this fun graphic. And after I put down the Orioles, I said, yikes, how'd I get here? How did that happen? (laughs) (laughs) How'd that happen? Um, It's just like putting together my March Madness bracket. I never know. Um, but I'll be honest with you. I've liked the Orioles all year long. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that they necessarily had what it took to win the division. They showed they absolutely did have been steady the entire year. I think that they continue to be steady through the playoffs, through the World Series. <laughs> and I think they can get it done. And I think another reason is my bias of wanting a, a team that hasn't won one to win one. Yeah. 
You have a 10-year right? moratorium mandatory. Yeah, I have, a, I have a 10-year moratorium. If you've won a World Series in the last decade, I will not cheer for you in the playoffs. Yeah, so it's emotional moratorium for Brandon. Yeah, sorry pretty much everybody <laughs> who's in the playoffs right now. But. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but also not sorry at the same time. Right. So right. I've got the Oreos winning the World Series. Ah, you're such a trooper. All right, so going back through the championship series on the American League side, I've got Houston losing to Baltimore. On the National League side, I've got L.A. losing to Atlanta. And ultimately, I believe that Atlanta is going to win this year's World Series. And (laughs) there's no way around it. I I think that not only do they feel inevitable, but they are. And it has been well-deserved, well-earned. All the evidence points in this direction. Okay, it's a little bit of a chalk line. Leave me alone. But at the same time... (laughs) I don't I don't know how you could say that this it doesn't feel inevitable. I don't I don't understand. It so does, but this is the thing you don't though, want is that it to be a lot and of it's this baseball. Is, this is, the thing that's crazy though, Brig, is that there have been a lot of teams that have felt inevitable. I know. And they stumble, they fall flat on their faces. The Seattle Mariners are the first ones to come to mind, 116 wins, and they lost to the Yankees in the ALCS four games to one. Yeah, I know. You know, like and, that, and I told my parents in September, I said, you're going to be paying for a subscription to Sports Illustrated come October because the Mariners are winning the World Series and I need all the stuff. Yeah, all the stuff. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Like I had my mom, I was like, get your credit card ready because this is what's happening. This is what we're doing yeah, this year. Awesome. <laughs> no, I, I'm not saying it is inevitable. I'm saying it feels inevitable. It, right. I'm and saying, that's, I'm not saying that. And I shouldn't say there have other team, been other teams that were inevitable. There were other teams that felt inevitable, right? And but it, it, I do think that I'm gonna I'm gonna let the the seeming inevitability take my vote. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna bank on it. Is is there any bit of you that thinks that that feeling of inevitability might be the fact that you live in Braves com- country? Does that have anything to do with, it? or is it just that That's they've been question. so good all year long? I, I don't think so. I think it's just that they are just they're just dominant. But it could be a, a location bias or whatever we're gonna call it. Recency. It's not recency, but you know, some kind of <laughs> logical recently bias. they've been fantastic. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> Except for the last I, week of the season, I will they didn't say, have a good last week for whatever reason. I will say for the record, I want Baltimore to win it all. Like if I if I was gonna put my hopes and dreams on the table and not my thoughts and feelings, then I would definitely put Baltimore at the top. I want them to win the whole thing. I'm super all in on the Orioles right now. I started saying it last year. It has come true. You know, I predicted the Rangers would start to come through, and that's coming around. It's really all very interesting. But I just mm. love Baltimore. I love yeah. what they got going on. Yeah. Speaking of which, so we we did team shopping a couple weeks ago and we did our shopping around and I've landed for the record on the Orioles and the Diamondbacks. The Orioles because I love watching that team. I like a lot of guys on that team. Uh and also the D-backs because I'm local. So I feel like I kind of have to. If the Mariners aren't in, I feel like I have to cheer for the local team, especially since they're not a division rival. Right. It's I have a very similar real relationship to the Braves. Mhm. Yeah. So 
But baseball family, let us know who you have winning the World Series. Yes. And th the other thing I want to know is, will the winning team, will the World Series winner represent the National League or the American League? I'm curious about that as well. Who you think will be will win? Head over to Versus Game, in fact, and let us know because we're going to put that up on there. Uh, it's probably already there if you're listening to this. I'm yeah, gonna yeah, be it's already it there, there very shortly after we finish recording. So, and just so just so you know, if you need it really quick, it's btpod.onversus.com for the Versus Game. That and your mobile browser is the best way to do that. But it's btpod.onversus.com. Perfect. Exactly right. But baseball family, thank you so much for joining us for this year's playoff primer. Go enjoy the playoffs and we'll catch you Thursday night when we go live.